to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. I am so excited that you are here to listen to another episode of my podcast. This month, we have been talking about bossing up in branding. You know, what makes your brand or your business different from others? And how did you break the mold so that people will always love and support what you do? This individual that we're going to be speaking with today has really made it big in her industry, and I cannot wait for you all to hear her story. But let me introduce her. Nikki Woods has more than 20 years of experience as an on-air personality and senior producer of The Time Joiner Show, the most successful syndicated urban radio show in history. Woods is also the CEO of Nikki Woods Media, a corporation that rocks with entrepreneurs and influencers who want to grow their business to six figures by leveraging the media and monetizing their experience. Nikki is a trendsetter, a social media influencer, author, blogger, motivational speaker, and also a mom. With her widespread and diverse social platform, Nikki continually empowers, educates, and enlightens those who are looking to impact the world with their message. So I introduce to you all Nikki Woods. Good morning, Nikki. Good good morning. How are you? I am great. How are yourself? I, I'm good. I don't get up this early on a, on a Saturday morning for just anybody. So I'm just, I'm just saying. And I'm but, lucky, y'all. I'm lucky. Yeah. So very happy to be here. Yes. Yeah, so I welcome you to Purposely Bossing Up Podcast. And I always start my podcast asking my guests, what is your definition or your meaning of purpose? You know, that's such a great question. And I think it probably changes from time to time for me. But purpose for me is really um, inherently what I was put on this earth to, to do. So a lot of people, I think when they get, you know, they talk about their purpose or they talk about their passion, it's like this some elusive thing that you have to work really hard to find. But for me, it's just really such a part of who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing that it's just it's just me. So my purpose really, I think, um, on this earth is to is to help people um First of all, gain the self-esteem that they need to understand that that visibility is is theirs for the taking. Um, but it really, I think, it's just to inspire people to to live their best best life. And so, um, if I couldn't do it, then I would probably not feel like myself. So I think it's just part of who we are. Yes, it's, absolutely. And like you said, it's not something we we don't have to go on the scavenger hunt to find it. Like yeah. it's really not that hard. But it, I mean, it's hard, but it's not hard, you know, because it's something that you really want to learn how to do. You want to find it so you can be like, you know, I don't feel like I've been wasting all these years of my life doing nothing. You know what I mean? So it's that sense of fulfillment. You know, you want to be content. You want to be happy. You want to have some purpose. Unfortunately, you want to use that in the same sentence, but it's like, why am I here? You know, so exactly. it, you actually stumble across it through all your hard times, your trials and tribulations. And that's when all the pieces start coming together. Absolutely. And I, and I think that also people give, have the misconception that you're always going to be like excited to wake up and get it done. 
And that's not always the case. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes your purpose is still hard work and it's still, you know, something that you have to do. And so people are like, well, if I'm not like, you know, jumping out of bed and ready to go get it every single day, maybe it's not my purpose. And so and I think that, that that's another misconception that we have, that it's always something that you're like, just so eager to do. And it, that's not always the case. No, that's the truth. That is definitely true. <laughs> and when I was in the school district, I loved my kids, but they were some special kids. Like <laughs> dealing with those kids, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to get to be with my babies today. And then you'd be like, oh, let me get ready for the drama that I might see today. You know, these parents are crazy and everything else. So yeah, it's definitely something like, like you said, you're not jumping up and down all the time for it. You know what I mean? It's, no. it's the blood, sweat, and tears, y'all. It's the blood, sweat, yeah. and tears. And you know what? I think it's interesting because um, I started out as a teacher and I lasted like three days. So hats <laughs> off to you um, because I love kids too. But it was like, you're right. It's like the the bureaucracy, the, you know, it's just so much to deal mm-hmm. with. But even in my career, I still spent so much time with, with kids because, you know, mm-hmm. I would go into the schools to talk, but I could go in and then I could leave. You know, right. so sometimes your purpose doesn't look like somebody else's um, or you don't use it the way somebody else does. So your purpose and your passion for kids put you in the classroom and you were, mm-hmm. I'm sure, very impactful there. That's not the way I was supposed to do it. So right. you also like, can't compare like how you live out your purpose the way somebody else does. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that 100 percent. So if you could describe yourself in one word, <laughs> what would it be and why? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. That is such a hard (laughs) question. My goodness. I mean, I think that, I think that I'm a lot of different things at a lot of different, you know, times. I think that, you know, what I, what it boils down to for me, okay. Storyteller. Well, just, that's a good word. I think I'm a storyteller. So I love stories. I love communication. I love listening to people and learning their stories. Um, and so I think at the, you know, I like writing, I like reading. So I think storyteller is probably a good one word for me. Oh, that's a good one. Storytelling. Nobody never used that one. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> you the first <laughs> okay, good. to use that word. But that's good, though, especially in the, in the, in the uh, career path that you're in. You know, you're continuously telling stories, you know what I mean? So that's a perfect word for you. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So let's get into this brand that you have. What made you start the Nikki Woods Media? Like, how did it all come to play? Well, so Nikki, so Nikki Woods is a brand, and it's been a brand for a very long time. Um, when you're in radio and TV, I mean, you really you are your brand. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was branding before you know it became hip to to be a brand. So it's something that I've always done. And so Nikki Woods Media is just really an extension of that. Um, and I wanted to, to form my own company because I really did want to continue to help people tell their stories and tell them in a, in a large way on a bigger, bigger scale than they were used to. Um, and so that's why I started my, my own company. I mean, I, I love radio and TV and that's still very much my, my, you know, purpose. That's who I am. That's what I do. But I also realized that I had the knowledge and the skills and the desire to help teach other people how to use the media to, to build their business. Um, so that's really what the Nikki Woods Media brand is all about. It's still basically storytelling, but it's helping other mm-hmm. people tell their story on like a much larger scale. That is amazing. But can you tell, 
our listeners, how did you land this job with Tom Joyner? <laughs> like, girl, how did you get this job? Like, I'm walking in, I'm Nikki, y'all, to hire me, y'all. <laughs> well, you know what? It's interesting because um, I think that we all have, like, things that we're really good at. Like, so you know that that one woman who always has, like, that good man, they always have that man coming after them. Mm-hmm. Like, that was me professionally. Like, I always knew, like, what I, yeah, it's not personally, but it's, I always knew what I wanted. I always um, was very focused on getting that mm-hmm. done. And so it, it just, I've just never worried about it. And I think that's probably what makes me a little bit different from other people. I was never scared to lose a job. Like if you're in radio and TV and you're scared to lose a job, you need to get out right now because you will be fired. <laughs> I've been fired like two or three times. Um, and it's, it's never really personal. I've never been fired for a personal reason, but you know, they make changes. And so when I was in Chicago, um, you know, I was doing mornings there. We were rocking. We were the number one, whatever. And then they decided to make a change. They wanted to bring in Steve Harvey. Um, and so Tom, you know, we were on the same station in Chicago, but I never really knew Tom, but we would touch bases. He would come in, we would say hi. And, and so, you know, soon he would be like, you know, are you interested in being a producer? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not a producer. I'm, I'm talent. <laughs> I'm talent. Um, and so when they, when they made the change in Chicago, the next day, Tom was like, you know, he's like, you got, because you got, there, there are these non-compete clauses. So even if you get fired, you have to sit out for a certain amount of time. Okay. Um, and they still pay you, so it's all good. But um, Tom was like, I'll be calling you in nine months when your non-compete is up. And, and he called and he was like, are you ready to get back to work? And I was like, yeah, ready to get back to work. Wow. So That is amazing. You talking about 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> girl, you a vet. You a vet. Oh, no. You know what you're doing. You girl, know what you're doing, girl. I didn't, you know I didn't put doing. in the work. There's no. There's nothing. It's like it's so funny that um, you know, because I come from a, a father who the son is starting to come up, as you can see. I come from a mm-hmm. father who's like work work ethic is extremely important, mm-hmm. and so like I never saw him miss a day of work and all of that. And so you know, he came to Dallas, which is where the, the show was based, and he you know walked in the studio and I introduced him to Tom and. I was like, Dad, this is the hardest man- working man in radio. It's, you know, finally you get to meet him. And and Tom was like, yeah, you know, I hope Nikki's really enjoying the job and all of that. And my dad was like, yeah, but is she working hard for you? Like, it's always like goes back to what are you, what is, how are you doing? Um, and so that's the way I was brought up. So I don't ever do anything, like even just a hundred percent. Like if I'm involved, like I am all in, you know, it's going to get done no matter what. And I think that that's probably what people around me have always appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, I've always been part of a team. I always know that whatever I do is as important as what the next person does. And I want to make sure that I'm doing, you know, my job and putting in the effort. Um, and I think that's what Tom, Tom liked. There was never a time that Tom needed something that, that it didn't get done. Right. So, mm-hmm. But that's how it should be though. You know what I mean? Like my brand yeah. is your brand, you know, <laughs> we, we're breathing oh, yeah. together, you know? And yeah, some people no, don't absolutely. think of it like that. No, and I think that they don't think that their brand is as important. I mean, so obviously Tom has a huge brand, but my mm-hmm. brand also is valuable and lent value to to his just as much as he lent value to mine. And so right. a lot of people don't own it because it's, you know, Tom Joyner or, you know, whoever. Um, right. They don't think that they can be of value. And that's a lot of times why people don't pitch to the media because they think, well, why would anybody want to listen to me? And, you know, I'm sure there's somebody that's doing it bigger than I am. Like, why is it, you know, why am I important? Mm -hmm. And that's just the wrong mentality. Um, Everybody has a story and, and, you know, you and I can do something, you know, the the exact same thing, but we do it differently because we're two different Mm -hmm. people. And so somebody that may need branding um, may not want it from me because, you know, we don't vibe. They may need it from you. And so you always have to like own that value that just is inherently yours. I mean, too often we just kind of poo-poo ourselves like, you know, we're not that important, but 
Mm-hmm. You know, we are, and, and people need what you have. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. So as you're going through this journey in the entertainment industry, what do you feel maybe was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? <laughs> um, oh God, so many challenges. Um, it's it's a hard business to be in. It really is. I mean, you have to develop, if you don't have it already, really tough skin because you are you are judged on you. You're not judged mm-hmm. on how well you can add something up or you're not judged on, you know, something, some other, you're judged on who you are and whether people like you or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to be called into a meeting and, you know, tell well, you know, we had 10 callers call in and they don't like the sound of your voice. Like, well, what am I supposed to do about that? There's nothing I can wow. do. So it's, you have to have a really, really thick skin, um, which has served me well, especially now being an entrepreneur, because I really don't take anything personally. The other thing is that it's still very much male dominated industry. I mean, if you look at, you know, the kind of guys I had to tell what to do on, you know, Tom and J. Anthony Brown and Roland Martin and Don Lemon and Al Sharpton. I mean, these, you know, and so I had any doubt about like my value or authority in my position, it would have been a very hard way to go. And so I think what, what the position uh, with Tom taught me was that, you know, you just always have to own who you are and, and why you're there. So they wouldn't have put me there if they didn't have faith that I could I could do it. But I also have to have that same faith. So nobody's just going to just do a favor and put you, you know, put right. you somewhere that they don't think that you can do the job. And so I had to own that, and I had I had to do the job. And I mean, it's really kind of difficult when you know you get pushback from people, and you're like, oh well, you know, that's Reverend Jesse Jackson. I mean, let me you know, let me not be, you know what I mean? But but right. I I do my job. I got to do my yeah. job. And that's what it's all about. Like, listen, you just got to show up, show up, and do what you got to do. And keep going. That's it. That Absolutely. Is it. And and just realize that that um, you know, you always have to keep growing and evolving and learning and, and working because it's not it's also not guaranteed you're gonna keep that job. So you know, whatever position you're in, um, no matter what level you're on, you always have to continue to learn, educate, grow, and evolve, or or somebody else will will be sitting in your chair. I mean, it's guaranteed. Right. Now, this month um, on the podcast, the theme is branding, right? Mm-hmm. So we're bossing up in branding. So when you were getting to understand who you were as a brand, how was that experience? Like, what things did you come across? Like, different characteristics and traits you may have and how you can connect with individuals. How was that process? So I think that, um, I think that what, I think that the one thing that people don't realize also, a lot of people don't realize is even if it's, if you, I don't think that there's a personal brand and a professional brand anymore. I think they're too closely uh, melded together, but it really, you know, depends a lot on who you are and like what your mm-hmm. core values are already. So that's why it's really important to kind of, you know, know who you are, know what, you know, you will accept, what you won't accept um, before you start branding, because it's much easier to create a new brand than it is to rebrand yourself, you know, down the line. And that doesn't mean your brand's not going to change. I mean, obviously my brand 20 years ago was not the same brand that it is today. You know, it was pre-kids, pre-marriage, pre-gray hair, you know, all of that. It was a different (laughs) brand. But at the core of it, it was still very much who I am and what I believed in. Um, and, And you have to make certain decisions. You know, so like, you know, when I was at GCI in Chicago, it was a, it's a younger ended station. So we had a lot of teenagers, you know, listening in. Um, Somebody wanted me to do, they wanted me to do a voiceover and endorse a a female condom. And Mm -hmm. I was like that, you know, that's not really my brand. And and that's not the message that I want to say. Not that, you know, I believe Mm -hmm. that teenage girls aren't having sex and of course want them to be safe, but I don't want it to be like, oh, well, Nikki Wood said it's okay if you, as long as you're right. 
the female condom. So you always have to make decisions about what's right for your brand when you align yourself with other entrepreneurs, even though they may be phenomenal entrepreneurs, are they right for your brand? Do they say the right. same things? Is it is it going to be a fit for your audience? So you constantly have to kind of check in to make sure that you're on the right path. Um, and you constantly have to check in to make sure that your messaging supports what you think your brand is. Because we may think our brand is one thing, but somebody else like might exactly. think something else based on our messaging. Um, and yeah, I had a meeting with, uh, when I was first starting out, I had a meeting with somebody and she had been following me for a while and she was, she was was in branding. Like I just, I brand as a part of what I do, but she was branding. And she was telling me, oh, you would be so good for this and this and this. And, this. and I was like, well, what do you think I do? <laughs> and she told me, I was like, that's, that's not what I do. And so then she pointed out, well, like, this is what you've been talking about. So this is what people are going to walk away with what they think you do if they're not familiar with you. So you right. can't always assume that, you know, people always know who you are and what you do because you've said it one time. It's like we tweet something and we think that the whole world has seen that tweet and we don't yeah. want to talk about it again. And that's not true. So you constantly have to be consistent in your messaging and, and have a plan. It's like, you know, you don't want to accidentally brand yourself. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you have a plan for, you know, your messaging and, and who you're serving and what that looks like. Wow. Yes. That was a good piece of advice. People misinterpret a lot of stuff that I do too, a lot. And I'm like, yo, y'all know that's not what I do. Like they'll call me and be like, oh, T. You um you represent the no I am not a publicist no I have clients and I make sure that they brands actually you know are perceived the way that they should because you know you have some people who go into business and they have no clue like they go in and they just be like okay well this is my logo and this that, and the third I said but you also have to look at your appearance as a person like you have to make sure that you look you know up to par you have high resolution pictures because that Lord knows I hate itself and Jesus does fix it. But you know, it's just like you have to, it's, it's too many, it's a lot of components and people don't know about these extra components like doing these photo shoots and making sure that you have video footage and of, of you speaking maybe at an engagement or something like that. They don't know the importance of these things. So this is where I come in and no, I'm not a publicist guys. I'm not a publicist. <laughs> Right. But, it, but you know what? It's so interesting because like what you do and what I do are so closely aligned because mm -hmm. people will come to me and they're like, well, I want to be on CNN. And I'm like, but your brand is a hot mess. Like it's right. just it's just all over the place. And I will get pushback. I don't think that people realize how much um, how people are really looking at you. So they're mm -hmm. not going to put you on CNN if they don't Google you. I mean, they're going to they're going right. to dig into who you are. So if all you're talking about on social media is the cake you baked last night and how cute your two dogs are. <laughs> But you want to talk about, you know, finances. I mean, it's it's not it's not a line. Right. So right. I tell people the only person that is on social media to be social is my mama. And that's because she just wants to know what all her grandkids and everybody. <laughs> but everybody else is on there for business purposes. Right. Like right. I'm not just hanging out on Facebook because I like hanging out on Facebook. It's all right. for business and that visual branding. I mean, yes. it is extremely important, you know, because we are in a day and age where every platform is valuable. Yes. Every platform is valuable. So even if I'm if I'm pitching you to CNN and they want to look at you and you have like, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big platform. It just has to be right. a valuable, well put together platform and an engaged right. platform. So they're going to look and they'll be like, oh, OK, well, you know, she's doing her thing. She's got, you know, 7000 followers, whatever. But they are like 6000 of them are talking back to her, which is like a huge number. But right. so it's highly engaged. So that will add value to what we're doing. So media outlets look at that now. Like, what are you doing on social media with your own platform before we like open exactly. you up to our platform? Take care of your own house first. So, so branding is, it's, it's like, it's just so important. I don't, it's just so important.
Yes, it is. I yeah. can't stress it enough. It definitely is. Yeah. And you, I mean, it, it's like, it gets, and it's so detailed. I don't even think people realize how detailed it can be. Like I'll ask somebody like what their hex codes are. And they're like, huh? I'm like, you don't know what your brain colors are. You don't know. I mean, like, you know, that's why you got four different oranges on your, on your website. It's like, it's just mm-hmm. so detailed. And it just, it just, it just is so worth it to get a, you know, a professional like you to put it together right the first time. Right. Because your brand can live for a while. You don't have to constantly update your brand if exactly. you have a brand. So it's a it's an investment, but it's a it's an important investment. It's so important. Absolutely. So let's talk about success. Now, success can be measured on so many levels. Um, can you tell our listeners what is your definition of success and what do you feel was your biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. I think my definition of success is really living my life the way I want to live it. So, and I, and I think that's changed. Like what that means to me has changed through, throughout the years. I mean, obviously you want to, you know, make enough money that you can live and, and, and do things and enjoy it. I mean, I'm more mm-hmm. of an, um, an experienced person. Like I want, I want the experience. Like I want mm-hmm. the memories. Like I don't necessarily need like the, the big house, all the cars or all the jewelry or whatever. Right. So I want to be able to live well you know, and make enough money so I can travel and treat my friends and take care of my kids and and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what a successful life looks like to me. It's just really being able to do things the way, the way that I want to do them. And so I I work really hard to that end. Um, As far as, you know, an achievement, there's been so many, like so many highlights um, in my career that, that it's really hard to pin down. But I will say this, now that we have a new Madam Vice President, I will say that I think that it's really, um, you know, an amazing thing that I like to tell people is that, you know, like I interviewed Barack Obama before he was mm-hmm. state senator in Chicago, you know, oh, before, wow. while, before he you know ran for president, while he was running for president, after he became president, I was able to take my parents and my kids to to the White House and, and was really quite... <laughs> quite um, pleased that Barack, you know, because I don't think my daddy really knew that, believed that I knew him. So when, you know, Barack <laughs> acknowledged, <laughs> that's probably my one, one you know, shining moment because I always want to prove to my daddy that I'm doing what I say I'm doing. So, um, so that's probably been like some of the highlights of um, my career. I mean, just that I was able to, you know, become the number one producer of the number one show yes. in the country, I think is huge. Personally, now that I look at it, I think the way that I've raised my kids, um, mm-hmm. I think that's been my biggest success. I think that's what I'm happiest about now, seeing them as, you know, my oldest one is a freshman in college and my youngest one is a oh, senior. Man. And he got um, a senior in high school and he got a recommendation letter. And I was like, I'm going to print this sucker out and frame it because this is all my hard work realized. I know that's right. <laughs> all my hard work realized. So I think that's what really makes me happy nowadays, like really spending time with them and enjoying what, what great people they've turned out to be. Yeah, shout out to the sons. Go ahead, yeah. y'all. Yeah, I brought the girlfriend home. I was like, okay, this is the life. Like, I can do this now. But that is good, you yeah. know, because, you know, it, it's rough. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's rough out here being a brown boy. You know what I mean? So that is really good for them that, you know, they're doing amazing and doing great and staying out of trouble because that's the Absolutely. most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're not perfect in their mind, but, right. you know, but I think that um, too often, you know, we put so many expectations on them and so many mm-hmm. labels on them that I think that more parents should just celebrate, like, just how good their kids are. Not That's how right. smart they are, not how athletic they are, just how good they are. Just this people. Yeah. 
And so I, I would like to see the emphasis come back to that a little bit more. And of course I've been guilty mm-hmm. too, like, you know, I don't play with grades or anything like that, but um, is it the end of the world? No. And at the end right. of the day, are they still good people? Yes. And I think we just yep. need to put more emphasis on that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So I know you're an author yes. and you have multiple books. Yes. But this is what I want to know. Do okay. you have a current read or can you give our listeners a top three? Do I have a current read? <sighs> I'm, re- I, I'm really, I go back and forth because I'm a big fiction reader as well. So mm-hmm. anything by Bernice McFadden, I'm a big, a huge fan of. She, um, Harlan's Song is probably one of my favorite reads from her. And that's, that's mm-hmm. current. Um, but I'm really into also personal development books um, okay. and, um, and business. So, so I read a lot about branding um, and a lot about um, just, you know, business development, because I think that's probably where my, one of my short fall, you know, where I fall short is just the mm-hmm. whole business part of things. But Bernice McFadden is, is good. Yeah, I think that's it. Bernice is all about you, girl. Yes, I, <laughs> I, mean, I have a lot of people that I like to read, but that's, that's yeah. what it comes back to um, is Bernice McFadden, yeah. Man, I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that back. I'm gonna check her out. Period. You know, I read. I used to read a lot as a child, and then when I got a little bit older, I kind of like slowed down. But now I'm getting back into reading, so I'll definitely look into some. So what are books. you reading? I'm I'm actually not even reading right now. I'm writing. I'm writing right now. So um, yeah, I'm not reading anything right now. Trying to stay focused. I got a deadline. I'm trying to do. Oh, what I need girl. To do. And um, yeah. So yeah, we got some things in the works. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. So I know you get busy sometimes. So how do you like pour back into Nikki? How do you practice self-love, self-care? So that has been like huge for me, I think. Um, well, especially since I retired from, resigned from um, Tom, but even more so, I think now during COVID. Um, I mean, it really, I think, is important for us all to continually check in with ourselves because I think that mm-hmm. um, it's just such a different world right now and will continue to be for, for quite a while. And I think that right. a lot of us just kind of shouldered through because we were, all, you know, it was only going to be a couple months, <laughs> according to everybody. And, and mm-hmm. now still here we are. So quiet moments for me are, are important. You know, I have a, um, a gazebo in my backyard and it has like a swing. So just sitting out there in the swing just on a nice fall evening just does wonders for me. Um, and I take naps. <laughs> Somebody told me once and I thought that they were just really, um, you know, it's like if I'm having a bad day or I can start to see things like adding up and I know that eventually mm-hmm. something is, I'll go take a 15 minute nap and it just stops everything. And you can yeah. wake up and kind of look at it you know, or even if it's just meditating for a while, just mm-hmm. stopping all of that negative momentum and starting new um, is really important to me. A bubble baths are really important to me. <laughs> um, and um, and dogs. So I'm actually fostering a dog. I have I had two mm-hmm. dogs already, and now I'm fostering a dog since I'm home so much. You know, now I used to travel right. so much as possible. So those are really the things. And my kids, and I cook a lot. So, but I think having a list of things that you can go to that make you feel good and make you feel calm and relaxed is really, really important. Um, especially yes. so, I mean, there were many years where I didn't take care of myself at all. Like yeah. everybody else was first. The job was first, the kids were first. And it was, it was a hellish, <laughs> hellish 10 years or so because I was so exhausted, burnt out, mentally drained, everything would push yeah. me over the edge. It was horrible. 
It was horrible. Yeah. So, I definitely know what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you think that you're being like this superwoman and you're just really like this raging, you know, ugh, it was just horrible now that I think about it. It was, it's just yeah. horrible. And it was like so funny because when my, when my son came to dinner and it was his girlfriend and my younger son was here and we were all sitting there eating lasagna in the living room with our feet on the table watching uh, Impractical Jokers. And my <laughs> son looked at me, he's like, this is, you are, he's like, you are a totally different person. It's like it never, wow. like I never would have sat there. And this is this is hard to say. This is hard to admit. But I never would have sat there and been so present um, for as long as I did. Like we sat there for like a couple hours watching TV. Together. Oh, wow. But I would have been on the computer. I would have been on my phone. I would have been thinking mm-hmm. about what I had to do next. I would have not been so present. Um, yeah. And, and to think that my kids even, well, I'm sure my kids probably got the worst of it, but, you know, to think that they were so cognizant of it that he even brought it up, um, I thought was was interesting. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't regret a lot in my life, but I certainly regret that I did not enjoy a lot of mm. um, the past as much as I'm enjoying life now. Man, that's good, though, that you were able to kind of like take that shift because, I know for me, I was a caretaker from the age of eight until the age of 23. So I never knew who I was as an individual yeah. period. I was always making sure, like you said, everybody was good. You know, I never even made myself even a thought. I didn't even get into that until maybe I was about 29, maybe 30. And I'm like, oh, it's time for me to get myself together. Like, I cannot continue to, you know, be putting people in front of me because I can't be effective in my own life if I'm not putting myself first. So it's very important to make sure that you as an individual are taken care of, Um, you know, and in some cases that, you know, you might have to, you know, take care of your parents or a child who may need more attention. But outside of that, trying to please people, that's a no go. Mm-mm. Yeah, You're now, no yeah, more. now I've I've been really good at saying no for a very long time. Um, but I thought that everything that I was saying yes to, I was saying yes to for a reason. Um, right. but as I look back on it, there is certainly some things that I mean, I think as black women especially, we're really not as good at delegating things right. as we should. Mm-hmm. And we think that if somebody else does it, you know, then we're not a great parent or a great right. employee or, you know, I mean, hire somebody to clean the house, you know, or, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. or, you know, ordering food every once in a while. You don't have to cook every, I mean, there are things that you don't have to do that you do because you think it makes, you know, your kids love you more. It makes a happier home. And right. they don't give a crap. I'm telling you. Like I was so worried about like what my kids thought about them growing up because there were so many things that we didn't do um, mm-hmm. that I did growing up. Um, and they, I mean, but they had wonderful experiences I didn't have, but like, you know, their dinner wasn't on the table every day at five. We didn't always, right. together. I never took them to school. You know, there were so many things and my, my kids, they don't know, they don't know what they miss because this is their life. You know what I mean? So yeah. they, they have no idea what they didn't get, but I think that it's, it, you know, it's like, I try to talk about it, even though it's uncomfortable for me. Um, I try to talk about it because I want women, especially you know, single mothers. I mean, I was a single mom for a lot of those years. I want them to realize that, you know, you you do the best you can with what you have. And, is, and you know, you have to stop judging what your life looks like next to what somebody else's look, life looks like mm-hmm. because you never know what's going on in their house. It just may look really good. Um, but we're just so doggone hard on ourselves. So hard on ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. So hard on ourselves. It's a learning experience. Definitely is a learning experience. Absolutely. So everybody embrace the journey, embrace the journey. <laughs> now, I started asking this current question 
my last season. And it's, if you can give young Nikki a piece of advice, what would you tell her? I think we just did it. I think that would just be what it is just to really, um, cause I think that I'm, I'm so goal oriented and I'm so mm-hmm. focused on making sure that, um, I'm always continuously growing, but it was right. so professionally focused and not personally focused. So I would definitely take, tell young Nikki, like, enjoy, enjoy it. Just enjoy life mm-hmm. more. be present. I was reading this one book and I can't think of the name of it, but it was talking about, um, you know, how if you take care of each moment, the next moment mm-hmm. will take care of itself. But we're so worried yeah. about the next moment that we don't, you know, there are, I have friends that remember more about my children growing up than I do. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So I was so focused on getting to the next thing that I did not really, I was not present for a lot of it. Um, right. And so I, that would be my, my advice. I mean, there were so many wonderful things that happened you know, that I can, I can say, but can I tell you what the experience felt like all the time? Like, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. yeah. That's a good piece of advice though. You know? Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's important. I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any upcoming events, projects that our listeners can um, tap into? <laughs> well, I want to start, um, I'm going to do a challenge um, and you can, you can log on to my website to learn more information. But one of the big things that I think people have an issue with, especially when it's coming, you know, when it comes to getting publicity or, you know, pitching the media is they don't know what a pitch looks like or that, you know, right. they, and so I'm doing a five day fix that pitch challenge where we are going to focus on every aspect of pitching so that people can get more yeses from the media. So you can learn more about that on my website, uh, which is NikkiWoodsMedia.com, but that'll be starting in in a few weeks, but it'll be an ongoing thing. Um, So if you miss the first round, you know, whenever you listen, if you log on, you can, you can join the waiting list, but it'll, we'll do it probably every other month or so. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And how can our listeners find you on social media? I am Nikki Woods everywhere. So at Nikki Woods on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Nikki Woods everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. So before we go, can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I like to tell, uh, share with people um, about bossing up is, is that it's okay to pivot. I think that we get so attached to our plan that we will like go down with the ship. Like we just want to just stay focused. And I think if we learned anything during COVID personally and professionally is that you have got to learn how to pivot and chart a new course should you have to. Um, And so I think that's my, my biggest piece of advice. I mean, you know, have a plan, but be flexible in that plan should something for whatever reason uh, go wrong. Yeah, we was acting. That's funny because we were actually, I was on the phone with one of my good friends and she's in Virginia and we were talking about different topics for one of her clients. And she's a, um, her clients like, you know, deals with finances and stuff like that. And she was like, one of the topics has to be, are you ready for round two? Because COVID is spiking back up, y'all. We want to know, are you ready? Are you prepared? You know, are your finances prepared? You know, are you mentally prepared? You know? Is your house prepared? You know, are you getting more hand sanitizer and wipes and disinfectant spray and all this good stuff? So it's like you have to, like you said, you have to have that plan in place, but you also have to be prepared for anything to kind of like throw you off track. Yep. And, yeah. And, 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 and have faith. Yes. In the fact that you have everything you need at whatever point to be successful. It's like so many of us, you know, they, we just got so caught up in like, oh my God, this is happening. Like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, mm-hmm. clients are canceling because they, they've lost their jobs or whatever. And we got so caught up in that, that we didn't remember, you know, that we are phenomenal human beings and that we, we got this. 
So just, yeah, it's okay to pivot, but you also have to remember that everything you have inside of you is all that you need in order to be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so happy that you were on here today, Nikki. I hope everybody was, you know, writing down the gems you would drop because you were dropping some gems, man. And make sure that y'all, you know, in, indulging yourself, care, you know, take bubble baths like Nikki does, you know, depending on your location, go sit outside, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting colder here. Right. In so <laughs> right. I won't be sitting outside, right. but I might be sitting in my couch lighting a candle or incense or something. So, you know, get in tune with yourself and make sure that you have faith. You know, faith and fear cannot live in the same place, y'all. Absolutely you know, not. you either believe it or you're not going to believe it. It's one way or the other. But if you're going to pray about it and have faith, just leave it there. Just leave it there. Okay. So, yes, it was amazing having you today. I loved it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You are so welcome. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Real one. Ain't none to it. Boss. Ain't none to it.